Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Today we are previewing Tara's upcoming gig at Ronnie Scott's. This show is also a video episode, so if you'd rather watch it, you can find it on our Twitter and on our YouTube channel. It's also in the comments below. This first track is Skin from Tara's album, Please Do Not Ignore the Mermaid, which will be featured on the gig. Till my soul's within Free and inspired Drink me in I wanna feel desired Won't be denied This hunger inside I've tried To rationalize And to challenge the roles I've internalized But sometimes I just wanna be Naughty and flirty And sexy and dirty And free To make mischief and mayhem Don't want Hello and welcome to the Jazz Podcast Video Edition with me, Rob <laughs> Cope, and my wonderful co-host, Tara. How are you doing, Tara? Hey, Rob. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. It's it's really, it's quite surreal to have a show that's just me and you. There are no guests. You are the guest. Ta-da! Yes. Yes. I know you look absolutely fabulous. Thanks. It's Bartik from Indonesia. Is it? Wow. I have one upstairs that I should have worn. If I'd have known there was a dress code, I'd have done it. Right. So we're here today to preview Tara's gig, which is coming up at Ronnie Scott's on Monday night, the 18th of July, 2022. If you are listening to this show and it's no longer in the future, you could probably turn this off unless you're curious. Thoughts? What a great sell. Tara, yeah. tell us tell us about how it feels to, to get a gig. It's not just playing at Ronnie's, because a lot of people have played there. But to have your own name and your own band and to be able to see the billboard out the front, you know, yeah. they have this big screen and it's got all the coming up shows on. How does that feel? It was pretty mega. I was there on Monday night and I saw my name on the poster and let out a little squeal. Um, but I actually, you know, when I first came to London, um, I was staying in Hertfordshire and with my cousins and I came into London on the train and I marched right up to Ronnie Scott's and I can't remember who was playing, but I basically went to the doorman and was like, g'day, can I have a gig? (laughs) That's fantastic. So full of hope and wonder. Yeah. And completely clueless. And of course they were like, please step aside. We've got to let the people in, um, and 11 years later, they called me and asked me if I wanted to come Wow, play. that's fantastic. It's always interesting to me which way around it goes, because sometimes people ask us to come on the jazz podcast, and then the first words out of their mouth, this hasn't happened for a while, but I won't name and shame, the first words out of their mouth when the recording begins is, thanks for inviting me onto the show. And I'm like, you little, how dare you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
So for them to have come and asked, having once been removed by security, this is a meteoric um, turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The tables turned. Um, couldn't quite believe it when I got that phone call, if I'm honest. Yeah. So tell us a little bit but about... delighted. It's, no, no, go on, go on. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to tell us a bit about your your music and the project. What are, what are the audience in for? What's going to happen to them? Yes, so we're playing the Mermaid Suite. Please do not ignore the Mermaid. What is the Mermaid Suite? It's my 2020 album, um, exploring mermaid mythology from around the world with very wibbly-wobbly jazz, so kind of Kenny Wheeler, Norma Winston vibes. Gets a little bit proggy in the middle, which is quite fun. Yep. Um, you need and that. And then the second set, we're going to play selections from Two for the Road um, and some more. And Two Kenny for the Road Norma. is your duo album with Ed Barber. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Ed and I will begin the first set, just us, and then we'll gradually add more musicians as the evening goes, including Stan Salzman. Yes, so Stan's a special guest and he is a an icon. I, I don't use that word lightly either. I don't call anyone an icon, but Stan, Kenny Wheeler, John Taylor, Norma Winston, Dave Green. I could go on, but there's a small selection of, of British jazz musicians who truly should be carried around on a chair with four people underneath them so that they're <laughs> in a constantly elevated position, such as their status. Yes. Yes. And Stan is one of them, and he's going to be there. He is one of them. Not only will he be there, he will be playing. Yeah. Um, is- yeah, obviously, I can't quite express what it means to be playing with one of the greatest living legends of British jazz. Um, and he's so nice to me. I'm, I'm not quite sure why he's so nice to me, but it's a joy. <laughs> You're nice, and your music is fantastic. Why wouldn't he want to play it? That's what I think. And you know what? Insider tip for anyone that wants Stan to be in their band one day, print the music really big. Do not print it out size 12. That's, that's, that's going to be a problem. I mean, that's a problem yeah. for everyone. You know, like when you're a kid and you find easy read books with massive mm-hmm. words for me and music, that should always be the case. Let's just make it easier, please. People. It's bad yeah. enough. Stan and I had a bit of a session going over Sibelius chops and he's like, you need to blow up those chord symbols. <laughs> yeah. Maximum size, please. Like cue yeah. cards. It should be one chord per A4 and somebody at the back of the room just holds them up and whips <laughs> them away. So yeah, then you could like have a great time playing a solo and not have to worry about reading the music. Tell us who else is in the band. So we've got uh, Ed Barber, obviously. Um, Pete Latanker is stepping in for Phil Merriman because Phil's off in Italy playing a concert. That's uh, so he, Phil to be so busy that he can't even play at Ronnie's. That's not know, a problem right? I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm happy for him. He's uh, he's hitting his stride and he, it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pete is um, a monster in his own right. So it'll be a joy to share the stage with him. Dave Ingemels is... Obviously, just he's stunning. He's just just in his own his own little world. This man. Yeah, I saw him play yeah, a duo I have, once. Have so much love for Dave. Yeah, I saw him play a duo with M- Miguel Garidi on the old. You know that like Captain Drake's ship, whatever that was. The 
you know, there was a jazz venue that was a boat down at Canary right. Wharf. Um, and uh, you'd all, I've forgotten, it's a famous boat. It's a replica of the one that Captain Cook discovered America on. Um, Captain Cook discovered Australia. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay. I'm going to just <laughs> put a plug in that because <laughs> loads of listeners are going to just like be like smacking their heads and I don't blame them in frustration <laughs> at my hopelessness. It's called like the old ship or something. Anyway, I saw Dave Ingemouse play with Miguel there um, and they've just played loads of old jazz standards. And it was one of the best gigs I honestly ever saw in my life. I'm still like, I'm still stuck with it. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. Having Dave. I love this. Yeah. What else? Who else? We've got Tomasi Storace on soprano saxophone. Who's got the kind of seabird role in the band. Yep. Um, and then I have three beautiful vocalists who, I, I, yeah, they're, they're such incredible women and such talents. It's Claire Wheeler, Aitzi Bar-Coffre-Real, and Germana Stella La Sorza. Um, and they were, all three of them were my first choice vocalists, and they all said yes. Um, At the A-team. Yeah, they, they, it is the A-team. They're stunning. It's truly stunning. And on the Mermaid record, there's lots of... Basically, there's this mermaid chorus, kind of like a Greek chorus, that comment on and, and kind of have the, the message and the point of the album. That's mm-hmm. a thread through the music. Um, and I've never got to perform it live like that because, well, it's too expensive to hire three three. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's incredible. So this could be the only time it's heard as you actually intended it to be. Indeed. Indeed. You're so much better on video than me. I'm very aware of my hands right now. <laughs> very aware of my hands. So tell us a bit about Two for the Road, because this will be the second set. How did this music come to be? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's a duo album with myself and Ed Barber. Um, and it's all the standards that we like. There's a lot of ocean-inspired music in that album as well, and also music about travelling, Um which kind of came about because it was lockdown and both Ed and I love to explore and tra- travel the world. Um, and Stan Silsman appears on that record, so he's coming to play that music and, and some others. That's incredible that um, Stan will come and play as well. So tell me about the, um, the second set. Do you have anyone else coming up? Because obviously it's a trio album or a duo album with Stan. Yeah. So we, we begin with um, Ed and I, and then we're going to layer musicians in. So Dave Ingemels will join, obviously, next, because everything is better with Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stan's going to join us with some tunes. The singers will come back on. Then Piano Tommaso, we're finishing with um, Kenny Wheeler's Sea Lady. Oh, wow. What a fantastic way to end. Yeah. So have you arranged that yourself for the ensemble that you have? I have. And what do you, how do you arrange Kenny's music? What do you even do? Listen to it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Stan worked with Kenny a lot when Kenny was in his prime. Did he have yeah. anything to say about this? Have you shown him your work? Yeah, yeah, he has actually. And he's helped me a lot. And he sent me a beautiful recording of... Sea Lady that he did with John Taylor, just duo. Oh, wow. I know. 
So I felt like having the stripped back version of just Stan and John Taylor and then obviously music for large and small ensemble, I was being inspired by both versions and then obviously what instruments have I got in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If, the, if you're watching this video and you're like, who are all these people? First of all, I'm impressed that you're still watching. But secondly, Tara mentions this music for, for large and small ensemble, which is it's in many ways like the most iconic big band album for, for British jazz of the 20th century. It's an album. It's like I think of it as our version of um, Kind of Blue, you know. Yeah, this is like is. a seminal record that will stand the test of time when everything else except for the jazz podcast has turned to dust. So I'm, I'm going to... Like a rite of passage mm. for music to become obsessed mm. with music for large and small ensemble. Yes, it's really remarkable. So there you go. So Tara, the 18th of July, tickets are between 20 and 35 pounds, depending on where you want to sit. So... That's it. Thank you for watching the Jazz Podcast Video Edition. And we'll see every last one of you viewers on Monday night at Ronnie Scott's. What do you know? Thank you, Rob. <laughs>